In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen? We are the Thrifter Sisters. How long has it been since we've been trying to make this episode happen? I feel like it's been years. (laughs) Listen, it's been six years, and we've only been reselling for two and a half. It just feels like six. (laughs) Make make the numbers make sense. I can't. Welcome, Bestie. Woo! Do we have a guest for you today? Welcome to Thrifter Sisters, the Resellers Comedy Podcast. And it's me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. And we and we interview all the best resellers in the world. The world. And today we got the goat. Oh. And I feel I feel like um, you know, not only is she the goat for what she does in the reselling world, like the her flips, not only mm-hmm. for that, but her Instagram content. <laughs> She's just very funny. <laughs> fucking gold. She's hilarious. I mean, her Instagram handle alone, it's like, it's a direct line to my heart and my funny bone. I mean, we <laughs> use that line in our real life all the time. And have for years. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the time. I, you know, I, I'm slightly concerned that this whole episode is going to just be you <laughs> and her quoting The Office the whole damn time. Hey, I am here for that. No, no, no. <laughs> We can't. That's not what people came here for. They came here. You don't know that. (laughs) Well, that's true. There's no way anyone can prove that. (laughs) I mean, that's true. But there is a whole podcast that is just about The Office with Uh actual actors from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) Not just fans, like, quoting lines. No. Remember? Remember that one time? But, dude, I mean, so here's the thing. Allison also has a YouTube channel. Okay, so first of all, we're, we got Allison yeah. on the show today, folks. We got Allison. I mean, you already know that because you've looked at the show and you pressed play on it. Right. So you know who's here. Yeah. It's, it's Allison, Thread Level Midnight. Thread Level Midnight. That's so good. And if you don't know what that is a reference to, get the hell out of here. What are you, what are you doing with your life? If you don't know Michael Skarn and Threat Level Midnight, then we cannot be friends. I'm sorry. Like, we can't. It's. Like, stop everything. Stop listening to the show. Stop working. Stop talking to your husband, your partner, your kids, your uh-huh, girlfriend. Uh-huh. Stop Stop attending social events. You have a job. It is to sit down and watch every single season of The Office starting now. No. <laughs> and if you even leave that room until every single episode has been consumed, you're not allowed to listen to this show anymore. I've watched every episode of every season about... 20 times. It's true. I have not, um, but I have watched them all and some of them multiple times. Yeah. It's a good show. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. So what were <laughs> That's we, not why we're here. What were we saying? We were talking about Allison is the goat. Dude. Oh, she, she also has a YouTube channel. Okay. And... She also has a YouTube channel of which I have never watched one single minute of. So um, I, I should probably have done that in preparation for today's show, but I didn't. So, you mm-hmm. know, but I also don't consume YouTube. Mm-mm. You know, 
I just don't. And I know that that is a really great way to grow your following. I know that's a really mm-hmm. great way to create content. Um, but for some reason, it just doesn't work with, I think what it is, is because I, I, I'm a podcast, you know, connoisseur. Yeah, I, same. I walk around with headphones in my ears all day long, tuning out everyone and everything else because who needs them? And yeah, I mm-hmm. just listen to all the podcasts. I listen to comedy podcasts. Yep. I listen- True crime. To lots of true crime. Dude, I was listening to um, Conan this weekend. I was driving. Oh, I was going to get groceries. And um, he was talking about how he's really good at doing nothing on vacation. And his wife was like, yeah, you're real good at doing nothing. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, I, I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> and it just, I wanted to just send that one little clip to Mariana because she's like, planning for this Aruba trip and she's like we're gonna go see the donkeys we're gonna go d- snorkeling at all these beaches we're gonna go on excursions and I'm like no 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 no. <laughs> you are vastly vastly overestimating yeah. how much how good I am at doing nothing on vacation professional lady of leisure dude it will be my job to sit there on that fucking beach and do nothing Lindsay you know, and I have said multiple times, if we could have majored in laying by the pool, graduated with honors, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our skin is so sun damaged. Oh, yeah. But it was worth it. <laughs> Glorious. So good. Dude, I remember in high school, I used to take that little TV that mom had uh-huh. in the kitchen. I was just about to say that and put our stories on out there, our soap operas. <laughs> We'd put our soap operas. Y'all, I would put on a timer. I would be like, yep. 30 minutes. Timer. Boom. Flip over, hit that other side. Do you think I was done after that hour? No. Then we're going on repeat and we're what? We've uh, moved on from the days of our lives to <laughs> passions. <laughs> Miha. Oh my God. Teresa. I the Grinch this Christmas and I forgot that like little Timmy or whatever his name was from Passions was the young Grinch. <laughs> oh God, that's right. <laughs> Dude, that show was so insane. I fucking love it. I can't it. believe it was actually made. I know. Who was it that I saw? Do you remember when we lived in LA and one of the actresses, I can't, was it, it was, it was one of the women. I don't think it was Teresa. I think it was it, the blonde chick. Was it, it was Char- the blonde. Was Charity? Charity. Yeah. God, that show. The one that had the magic powers. I had such a dream, which I did nothing to pursue this dream. So, because I'm a loser, <laughs> but I had such a dream of being a writer on that show. I was like, I can come up with so many good fucking storylines. Oh, yeah, that would have been amazing. Because it wasn't just a soap opera. Y'all, this was like a regular soap opera. It came on after One Life to Live, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it, there was like magic. There were like demons, demons there were witches. And like- there was like floating <laughs> things happening. So it was so it was like all the drama of your regular soap opera. <laughs> it was like all the drama of like a regular soap opera. I think Teresa's, you know, I think Teresa's brother. I don't remember his. Was it Miguel? Miguel. Yes. I think him and Charity were in a relationship. Yeah, they were boning. They were going to Bone Town. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) listen, Allison's going to be showing up here any second. So before she gets here, let's call you, dear listener, to action. Could you please head over to our Instagram? Because I know most of you already are there, but if you're not, go follow us, engage with our content. It helps us grow. It helps get the word out. It helps It really is in my head sounding like you're about to say, if you're not, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And if you're not, go fuck yourself. (laughs) 
Sorry, I'm in a, I'm in a mood today. That's not that's true. Mood. That's not, listen, Instagram, we love you. Don't do that. Instagram <laughs> isn't for everyone. If you don't want to go over there, that's fine. But if you are on an Instagram, go follow us at Thrifter Sisters Pod, and we super appreciate that. Um, also, other things you can do. Oh my God, leave us a review. Have we got? We haven't gotten a new review in a while. Not in a while. And those things really do like. It, it keeps us moving. It keeps us motivated. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it gives me a reason to open my eyes in the morning. Warms our cold, dead hearts. I don't know how many times, other times we can say that. <laughs> God, my heart is so black it, inside. It it's is. so dark. I mean, y'all, mine isn't. Like, mine isn't, like, nearly as much. <laughs> I joke. I keyed. Lynn's, that's a rock-hard cold stone in there. It's a, it's a void. <laughs> it's just a bottomless pit. Of- if you've ever seen the movie, oh, God, what was it called? Cold Souls with Paul Giamatti. It's one of my favorite movies. And his soul is just a tiny little dried up like coffee looking bean. I think that's Lindsay's. <laughs> and it's weird because it's like the weirdest things activate it and make it actually cool. <laughs> it's like things that should – nothing related to my family or anything. But it's like, oh my God. Did you guys see there was a puppy on the side of the road and I tried to save it and it ran away from me? And I really just wanted to help that puppy and take it to the vet and get it reunited with its owner. And it ran away. Meanwhile, her children are like starving for her love at her feet. She's like, get it, get it away from me. I'm like, guys, like, oh, <laughs> you are taking my focus away from this puppy that needs to be reunited with its family. <laughs> this is a weird. I mean, the animal lovers out there will understand that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, leave us a review. That'd be fantastic. Also... Um, oh, our Patreon. Listen, you know what you get on our Patreon for $5 a month? You Tell me. Uh, I'll tell you. You get um, one monthly phone call with us, which, shit, the month is almost over. We need to do our phone <laughs> We got to oh do Oh, my God. It. This week. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, well, by the time this comes out, it will be March. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But you also get episodes called Grab Bag, where you get to submit things you would like us to talk about on the show. We'll talk about, like, 10 different things. They can be personal, business related, whatever. We just go through, hit as many topics as you guys have mm-hmm. submitted as we can. It's real fun. I love a good grab bag. Um, we do well of knowledge, with the, which is just us bullshitting about nothing reseller related. Um, which apparently, listener, a lot of you are here for. So if you want a little bit more of that than you get in these intros and outros, join us on the Patreon. Yeah. And I just want to be clear, you only get that once a month at most. Um, mm-hmm. We actually didn't do one in February. Um, sometimes it's just, we're just pushing out highly valuable content and there is no well of knowledge but the well of knowledge is real fun um what else do they get on the pates um you also get Lindsay's uh free consignment spreadsheet that she has up on the pates ah, um, who cares about that you get um, a what we source and sold what we source and sold a wawasas mm-hmm. um we will sometimes do um well, we've only done it once, and I think we should do it again. An episode we did called I Paid Too Much. Da, 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 da. I Paid Too I paid Much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, you know what we're doing that ha- we started doing that has been extremely popular? Tell me. Closets, closets, closets. Closets, closets, closets. The closet uh, consultations. Yeah. We, um, our listener, our Patreon members will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you consult my closet? And I go into it and I tear it apart. <laughs> with her cold, dead stone heart. Being, privi- 
Bean priveled? Bean shriveled heart. bean. Tiny little black speck. Chickpea. All right. We got to wrap this up because Allison's going to be getting on here any second. So, yeah, if you want to join our Patreon, it's $5 a month. You get lots of bonus content, more time with us. It's a real it's a real fun. It's a real slap show over it's there. It's a hootin' nanny. It's a real, real hullabaloo, you know? A real slap shooter? I don't, Is that what you were about to say? I don't know. I don't know. Slap shooter. All right. It's a real thigh slapper. Lace, Lace, before she gets here, could you please open the door to let our, our dear friend Allison in? I will. And when I open the door, this music cues. Dun, 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 There's the song. Uh, something, something. Take your hand. Everybody do the scarn. <laughs> do you know when I use Threat Level Midnight the most? When I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, this is a real threat level midnight situation, guys. I, I got to go. I use it for everything. I mean, I'm like running out of dish soap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I use it. It's like I'm running late to get Jackson to school. Like, no matter what it is, it's threat level midnight. No, no, no. I do. I use it in all different kinds of ways. But the time I use it the most is bathroom related. Sure, like you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, Allison. Um, the door has been opened. She should be coming into the studio any moment now. The 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 recording podcast event that you've all been waiting for. It's been six years in the making. Here we go. I could do my interpretation of Skyfall in the scary in the timber forever. Yeah, I think we just canceled the show on that note. <laughs> All right. Oh, she's here. She's here. She Hello. is here. Wait. Wait, I can't hear you yet. Oh, oh. dang it. <laughs> okay, there. Okay, there. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I don't oh, use my computer audio. So I always have earbuds in, so I'm like, huh. Al- Allison, <laughs> I can't wait for when this comes out and you hear our intro because we really did a number on it. <laughs> oh, this isn't um do y'all listen to smart lists or like the ones where they of course have the people on and they're like listening to the whole intro? I mean, that has happened when when yeah. when we're running late, um, we make our guests sit there quietly while we do our intro. That <laughs> but today so we- awkward. <laughs> no. Well, there's also some comedy gold in that. <laughs> I'll tell you though that that uh, that intro, I feel like we did some real uh, good, we did some good work, real deep diving into. Threat level midnight. <laughs> oh. oh, the origin, the origin story. You mean? Mm-hmm. Well, well, what we did actually is was we shamed people who do not know what that is a reference to. Oh right. yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 On that note, I, there's like a reseller that she's called. Um, that's what she thrifted. <laughs> I feel like I've seen. I've seen her. Like we've messaged. We've talk to each other but i've never been like hey man like it's me and you in this like i've never and i kind of feel Look at bad because i i forget like i forget it you've like people just call me like i'll go into a whatnot um show and they're like hey thread level like, that's <laughs> just my name and you forget you know yeah 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 because you're just being you <laughs> that's my name i guess well honestly i had it um a different name um way in the beginning and then one night I think I got like drunk and changed it I was like this would be hilarious 
thread, get it, thread level. And then it was like, you can only change your username twice or something. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, I guess this is it. I thread level. Oh, no, it was totally worth it. You did the right move. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's fine. Right. <laughs> no, that was that was absolutely the right move. There is no other move. Um, what is this sweater you're wearing? It is so cute. It is some Azara sweater that I got. It's a trade store, yeah. That is super cute. Yeah. I was yeah. I was um I was try- I was trying to shop online for myself yesterday. Oh. And because, because our anniversary times are in two days and I was like, I need something cute yeah. to wear to anniversary times dinner. But I mean, I have until Saturday. We're going out Saturday. Um, spoiler alert. What is actually going to happen is I'm going to wear um, a ribbed white tank top. With the <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, that's my C's. I'm going to zhuzh it up with some jewelry and hopefully yeah. some cute pants. But anyway, that's more than likely what's going to happen. I am yeah. also going to wear my shoes that I wore in our wedding and my earrings. Oh, you still have your shoes? That's it's going to be like kind of like Megan Fox and Transformers vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that. How did she run in those heels for so long? I don't know. I okay. Don't know. Um, but I was I was looking at all these tops that had like these cute like ruffles around the neck and like these like ruched, like what are these called when it's like that? And puff it, it was, sleeves? Yeah, puff sleeves. And uh and I was like, God, th- these shirts are giving me they're so cute and they're giving me such Allison vibes. <laughs> and I look ridiculous in ruffles wasn't it you Lacey? that because i've always said that i'm like i put a uh-huh. ruffle on and i look so dumb and everyone's always uh-huh. like that's so no that's not true let me and i think i put it on for you Lacey. and you're like oh you gotta take no, that off <laughs> take it off <laughs> you are not a person that wears ruffles no no, no. i'm not a- i don't know i feel like i feel like my body lately just has no shape so i feel like i have to when i add shape then it's like oh there's a human um, <laughs> not a, well, that's what I used to call myself in high school, the Coke can, because I was flat and round on all sides. <laughs> I feel like we, we used to call a guy that, but it wasn't because of his like whole body. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was a real hoagie situation. Ooh, is it hot in here? Yeah. Is it just- <laughs> also, another story from Mariana Bell. Uh-huh. How do I eat that hoagie? How do I eat that hoagie? <laughs> high school. Well, okay, 20s. Not high school. Still not high school. 20s. No, 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 no. Well into adulthood. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Um, I feel like we should start with the hard-hitting questions first. Why did you leave Austin and move to San Antonio? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was just like, I want to say the housing market. But I don't want to say that because that's not like whenever I go somewhere with like friends or my husband and some people start talking about grown up stuff, you know, like insurance or the housing market, I just turn off like I my brain lays over there. Um, <laughs> but we already owned a house here, a house. We had we were tired of living in an apartment. We were like we we're looking at houses up there. You know, the bank was like, we can give you this much. And all the places we went were like, it's going to be at least 100000 more. You know, it was just all that. So we were like, I grew up here. Let's just go back. But, I mean, honestly, I just I just kind of hate it. And then we here, <laughs> nothing, nothing good happened. And now we're trying to get out. And uh, my husband actually just got a job in um, Houston. 
So I'm, I haven't even really processed that yet. Like I can't, I can't, I can't, <laughs> um, because his parents live there. Um, okay. Like, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. which is fine, yeah. but like he, he's really excited to go there. It's like his home and I don't want really want to go there, but I, I was just trying to get back to Austin, honestly, but it, it was a really great city to resell in for like two years. It, it just had a really great, uh, in-person buy, sell, trade store. It was just, it's just one of those cities, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, we are heading to Austin for Beginning spring break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first week of April. So I don't know if we're going to go do any sourcing. I don't know. Because actually, you know, well, I guess I could always ship. Because I told my family, I was like, everybody can bring one carry-on suitcase. That is it. We are not bringing any more luggage yeah. than that. So that kind of eliminates the sourcing. There is a Goodwill, like literally a stone's throw from I'm not going to. I'm not going to a Goodwill. I'm not doing I'm that. I'm just letting you know. I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to like, yeah. If you've got like four hours on one of the days, you can't just do a Goodwill. That's going to like no. use up all your time. Yeah, I'm not going yeah. to Goodwill. I feel like I'm only going buy sell trade stores. Buy sell just trade, better, yeah. um, like just for my time because I I have no time management. It's so like again another like grown up thing. I don't have that. I don't have time management. <laughs> I was rushing right before this. I was like, oh, I haven't eaten. It was like nine fifty nine. I was like, I haven't eaten anything. So I ran upstairs and got this very childlike. Um, I thought that's what you had—an apple squisher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like for it's not for babies, but it might as well be. It's just two easy yeah. ingredients for a child's tummy. You know, we got apple, yeah. we got sweet potato. Um, so this is a very interesting image that I'm putting out. So- <laughs> um, hey, what I see is practicality in that. That's oh, right. absolutely on the go. Sometimes I hate, uh-huh. I hate food and I get really annoyed that we have to eat it. I do uh-huh. too. Right? Yeah. I'm like, can I just eat a capsule that's going to make me feel satiated and new and filled with nutrients? I would, cause I would, I don't have time. That. I don't have time. And, you know, like if I'm going out to dinner, then I love food. If I'm going to like a dinner with my husband or my friends yeah. or Lacey, like the, that's great because I love that experience. But if I'm just trying to like live and eat in my house, I'm like, this is such a time You know what it is? Have you heard? And I learned this term on TikTok and it's called an ingredient household. Have you mm, no, I don't know. Ta- I guess it's like mostly millennials are talking about, did you grow up in an ingredient kitchen? And everybody's talking about the, like what snacks they could make themselves like as a child in an ingredient kitchen, which means like you don't have snacks, like your mom just cooks dinners. So you have only ingredients like yeah, it's yeah, already yeah. put together that you can just grab. So they're all like cinnamon toast or like bread, grilled cheese, like I I live in I feel like I live in an ingredient house. <laughs> I'm in charge now. I'm in charge of buying the groceries. You heard? Yeah. Like I <laughs> we we go we come back from the store. We're like we didn't get any snacks and we're hungry. I'm hungry. I know. Let's get something. Like it's. If you want snacks, I'm going to tell you, head over to Lacey's house. It's a real snack-filled house. Yeah. Lots of snacks. I did not grow up in an ingredient house. My mom, I had the best, um, we just had a stocked kitchen. We had the best spreads on every, like I had a party for graduation and stuff. I don't know what's happened. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It is. I'm not good at, I'm not good at 
bringing food into the house and then doing stuff with it. My brain just doesn't work that way. (laughs) I'm like, okay, we're going to, I don't know. We got some frozen raviolis and some red sauce. All right. Dinner's made. My my husband is a very like type A personality. He has like the highest, I don't even know the number that it is, but the highest credit score you can have, like that's what he has. Um, You know, 1500 I think it made like 800 I don't know one of those um <laughs> and so we've been very regimented like we make dinner a recipe every night and we go get our we have our full list otherwise I would just be getting what am I doing for dinner I don't know yeah yeah I get that yeah like maybe it's 9 p.m and I'm just gonna go to Taco Bell like whatever so anyways so um you know he followed me but Anyway, so he followed me years and years and years ago when we weren't even married. I got a job in Austin when we both lived here. He moved with me up to Austin before we were even married. He had to quit his job. He moved with me. <laughs> the job I got wasn't even that like that great. And I ended up getting fired from it like a year and a half later. Oh, no. And so then we decided, okay, let's move. And now he gets a job. So I'm like... <laughs> I, have to go. I have to go now it's like so are you is this happening like you're absolutely moving to houston i mean what else are you gonna do when like <laughs> your spouse works there i don't and, and well i didn't know if like he had had accepted and this is actually happening it's yeah, actually happening. happening um he keeps okay. trying to like make me like i feel like he's fabricating a little bit like i'm I'm like, so when are you starting? He's like, well, the 27th probably. But they said that maybe I could work out of the warehouse in San Antonio. Like, I think he's just throwing me like little little kibbles and bits to like make me feel better. Like there's a chance that we could stay here, like to ease me into it. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if um, a purchasing um, supervisor can work out of a warehouse. I don't know. (laughs) Wait, wait. The 27th isn't a week from today yeah. or yesterday. It's happening wow. really fast. Well, he, he got laid off like uh, maybe like August of last year. <clears throat> so, yeah, so he's been I mean, un, like without work this whole time. Yeah. So luckily being the kind of person that he is, he had just, we were, we've just been going off savings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. We'll we'll see. I definitely don't. I don't want to go over there, but yeah. you, know, you don't want to live in America's largest strip mall. That's all Houston is to me. One <laughs> big strip mall. I mean, maybe I just haven't seen the like the good parts of it yet. There are some really great parts in Houston. Yeah, yeah. the Woodlands comes to mind. Yeah, I Stuff love like the that. Woodlands. Very nice, um, different trees. I don't know what they're called, but the trees are different over there. That always <laughs> yeah. makes me feel like trees. I'm on a different planet a little bit. <laughs> a lot of, lot of pine trees. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I've always lived in Texas, was born here, but you travel like three hours this way and it's a totally different yeah. like, region. Everything looks different, so... Yeah, we we grew up um, until 1989 in Midland, Texas, mm-hmm. which that's oh, just doesn't... okay. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Not, there's not much. Yeah, yeah. Our, desert, our joke was then... meet me at the tree. <laughs> yeah, meet me at the tree. <laughs> <'Cause> there was <wasn't laughs> one. And and then we moved to Houston, which we were like, whoa, this place got trees, y'all. <laughs> and more, more than one, more than one tree, <laughs> more than one tree, and a lot of fucking people. Okay, the heat. Um, my God, the heat. <laughs> Well, it's a it's a dry heat in Midlands. Yeah, it's that real. Yeah, exactly. 
And then you go to Houston, and it's too close to the water. It's too close to the water. It's so swampy. It's in the ocean. I remember when we went to, the first time we went to Houston, and we got off the airplane, and we walk into the, like, the garage at the airport, and I was like, I mean, you're not even in the sun, and you just got hit with this heated sauna. And, (laughs) you know, people here in Virginia complain about the humidity. I'm like, uh-uh. You don't know. You don't fucking know humidity. That doesn't compute to me. Yeah. It's you know? not saying <laughs> I will not say humidity. when I moved from LA to Virginia though, because I hadn't lived in the humidity in so long. Oh my God. I would try to go running and I was like, it's, there's like an elephant on my chest out here. <laughs> there, there absolutely is humidity here. But here is why I know Houston humidity is vastly worse than the humidity here. When I lived in Houston and I tried to have bangs, <laughs> I couldn't have I couldn't have bangs. Yeah. Because the humidity would just make them, and I don't even have curly hair. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't even have to tell me this. (laughs) And it would do weird things. When I moved to Virginia and tried to have bangs, I could have perfect. My bangs looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. So don't Mm -hmm. you tell me, Virginians. Yeah, humidity here. My friend visited California for like a week back, like a long two. 15 years ago. And she just, I was like, what's the weather like there? She was like, it was amazing. You could wear a sweater or you could not wear a sweater and you could fine <laughs> no matter where you are. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, it's and ever- and sunny every goddamn day. <laughs> I want to go to there. It's like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to go I to just- there. I just also want to point out that we also say that a lot. A lot. And Lacey actually made us shirts. We went to a fish show one time that says, I want to go to there. Yeah, all the girls in our group <laughs> made tank tops that said, I want to go to there for them. And, and whose did you mess up? You messed up one Kim's, of them. It just, no, I think it was Mandy's. Mandy's just said, I want to go there. <laughs> uh, I left her too out. It was kind of fitting for her though. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we have been talking for 15 minutes, yeah. and we haven't yeah, gotten yeah. into any reselling. I want to get well, every podcast. That's, <laughs> that's that's it. Episode over. Hope you guys enjoyed Allison Thread Level Midnight. Um, if you want to, <laughs> oh, get into it, Allison. How did you get into okay. reselling? Tell us your origin story. Oh my gosh, I love my origin story. Um, I love hearing anybody's origin story to like just realizing that you can work for yourself. And like, mm-hmm. e- even with everything that I've said so far about being a child, even though biologically I'm about to be 30, wait, am I going to be 37 or 38? <laughs> um, one of them in two days, a couple days. Um, <gasps> pi- oh my God. We are, we are very close. My yeah. birthday is coming up very, in just a few days too. Are you, are you a Pisces too? Or are you, pa- oh no, yeah. Pisces goes into March. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm March. Aries, I'm March right? 9th. March yeah. 9th, Pisces baby. I, I hear that February Pisces and March Pisces are very different, but I don't understand. But um, so anyways, <laughs> um, so I a little just a little bit of t- overall background is I'm just not a person who um, like I said, I don't really have good time management. I don't know honestly if I was just really spoiled as a child. I'm not. I don't want to blame anybody else for any for anything at all. But um, I've been fired from every job I've ever had, and I've had a lot of them. Um, some people, my husband, he has like three companies on his resume, and he's been he was at you know eight years. Like I, 
I'm like, wow, you really just got there on time every day and just did your work? <laughs> <laughs> that often? It's amazing. At like mostly the same thing every day. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I do good for a while and then I, I peter out. I don't know. Um, uh-huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't really know why. But um, literally every job, whether it's a, working at a restaurant um, or one time, like I had no call, no showed at a restaurant and you, you can't do that. And no. I had, you know, I had made up some lie about a sick relative, you know, just grab from the bucket. How many times did your aunt die? It's <laughs> too young. You got to go with grandma. Um, um, but so I, and they were like, well, just bring us a note, whatever, whatever proof you can show that you like were at the hospital, like you say. And I'm like, okay, great. Okay, great. Um, I'm just going to go get something from my car real quick. And you just left. I gave, like, I had some, I had, like, a table going. So I gave my coworker, like, some cash for it. So I wouldn't be, like, a fugitive on the run, like, stealing the money from, like, that I owe the restaurant for that one table. And um, the manager was like, okay, well, I'm going to lock the door when you come back. So he was, like, waiting for me and, like, just waiting for me casually at the door. So I get into my car and I'm like, I turn it on. And he's like, what are you doing? And I just, I'm making eye contact with him and I just start backing up my car. And he calls me and I don't answer and I'm like, bye. That's amazing. He's over. That is such a baller move that you like kept eye contact with him and just backed away. We were far away enough that I, because I hate, like that was about skipping confrontation. Like I didn't, I didn't want the conversation to be like, well, you're fired. Like, you know, so I was going to skip it. Like why I'm getting fired. So let's go. Like, Oh my God. That's amazing. I just fired myself. Yeah, exactly. And so that that started a long tradition of um, getting fired and leaving and mostly getting fired, though. Mostly by force. Is it like a spidey sense now? You, like, sense it when it's coming? You're like, uh-oh, get the car going. That's, that's, the thing. that's like, part of the, like, uh, you know, like, dreading the everyday, dreading to wake up, getting nervous. And as it started to go on and on, I get more and more nervous. Well, this is just going to end in failure, you know. And the things that you're telling yourself and all that, the rat race and everything. And me, it's just hard for me to wake up and get going and be excited. And I've just always been a person with very overflowing needs and emotions. And I'm high maintenance and I'm very self-aware and I don't know, you know, whatever. But so anyways. um, I mean, Pisces are very emotional, mostly. Mm -hmm. Again, I am a weird exception. I... I bottle it up. You keep it inside. Yeah. She's really good at making emotional diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when it comes out, you better watch the fuck out, people. (laughs) Well, that's how that goes. That's how that goes, right? I'm in it. it. My emotions are about to explode all over your damn life. (laughs) On your screen. (laughs) Um, So fast forward to whenever the pandemic started, whatever year that was. Um, Yeah, no one remembers. Who cares? (laughs) I'm working... It's irrelevant, but I was working for like, uh, I guess I'll just call her like an author, like motivational speaker. Um, her name is Vanessa Van Edwards. I, y'all could look her up. 
Um, they were like very, well, it's very rich. I worked out of their house in Austin, which is like this million dollar house. It was three stories. It was crazy. Um, she did, but there I learned, I did her like YouTube channel. Um, she did YouTube videos. I did her social media and that, that lasted for maybe like six months. And then they laid me off, um, because, because of COVID is what they said, which I think was like mostly true and then the other half was like well <laughs> me thinking that because of my my past but like I just kind of felt it coming mm-hmm. type of thing so I kind of count that as getting fired like what either way and then I don't know how maybe I just owe the YouTube algorithm gods but I actually saw one of Mogi Beth's videos reselling YouTube videos um I have no idea how, why my algorithm would have shown me that, but um, I guess me and like the other thousands of people who got into reselling, like in the the pandemic, right? Uh, probably a lot of people did that from YouTube. Um, I, I I wonder if Mogi Beth has any concept of how many people's origin stories start, start with her. her. Yeah, because we we've heard it so many times mm-hmm. just from the you know, how many ever people we've had here on the show. Yep. Like that, that story just gets repeated. They, it's her or like Ashley. During the pandemic too, or like. A lot of people. Lot, yeah, so many people. A lot of our guest origin stories, mm-hmm. very few people's origin stories. Madison, she went back before yeah. uh, the pandemic, but the, and, and yeah. uh, I'm, oh, and I'm pretty sure Amanda, Amanda's back from before the pandemic. But a lot of people started pandemic times. Mm-hmm. It's a real pandemian yeah. industry. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's really interesting what the kind of like gig economy that we've um, cultivated uh, here in the last decade or so, but before the pandemic and after. But um, so, yeah, I so I saw that. Um, I don't even know what kind of video it was. It was probably just a thrift with me type thing, or I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but I had all this money from these COVID stimulus checks plus my unemployment. And I don't know, I don't know why I think a lot of people could probably relate to this, but those checks were off the chain. They were mm-hmm. like, I don't understand the, some of the, cause I've been on unemployment before. You could guess that. Just <laughs> and it was never like that. Like, I don't know what was going on, but the government was just giving me tons and tons of money. And um, so I had some really good seed money to start reselling. So I went to, because I was, I was in Austin already. So I went to um, this uptown cheapskate that I had never been to. Didn't really, I, I knew about Plato's Closet. That was really the extent of like buy, sell, trade stores that I mm-hmm. knew about was Plato's Closet. And really all I knew about that was that they did not want any of my clothes. <laughs> I never shopped there. Like I just knew that, you know, they could buy your clothes and they, they never did. They were always, you know, bitches <laughs> who didn't want my clothes. Um, but I went to an uptown cheapskate and I, I spent $600 that first day on primo crap. Um, you know, there was no looking up brands. There was no, you know, it was just like a, this is cute. You know, it was very adorable. I mean, um, Allison, that, that's also the beginning of most people's origin stories, mm-hmm. except they're, they were in a thrift store and spent mm-hmm. more like $60. Yeah. <laughs> 
but you, you went hard in the paint. Yeah. That's right. Like, First time out of the gates, oh, let's balls go. in. I was like, I need inventory. I'm a store now. <laughs> I'm a store now. Um, so basic, I mean, I guess just fast forward a little while from there. And um, like maybe like a year and a half later, I'm well into the like high, high profit, low quantity. I was hovering around 200 listings. I was very happy with that. I felt like I was making, I was making more money, um, not by like a ton. I, w- I wasn't making six figures because that was only my second year, but I was making more money than I had at, at any of my other jobs. And, um, and it was, it was, it was, it was everything. I mean, me just deciding what I want to do when I want to do it, waking up when I want to is, is is a basically like a ninety five percent of my drive for for anything. I just it's hard to exp- I mean I, it's hard to explain, but it's not because I think everybody listening to that is like I want to yeah. do that too, but I you know I have responsibilities. I have a job. I I have to go. No one likes their job. Blah blah blah. But I mean you know I just why would I keep trying to work for someone else when it obviously doesn't work? I've tried so many different types of jobs. I used to have a job where I was a a loan officer and a mobile loan officer. And I would drive my car around and meet customers at McDonald's or Starbucks because they had free Wi-Fi, And I would give them a loan. We'd be sitting at McDonald's like by the, the play What's the, oh my gosh. the play area? And I'd be trying to tell this guy, um, you know, so this isn't a, a cheap loan. You know, this is a 25. I had the whole, anyways. So I had a lot of different jobs. Um, that, like, I, my, my problem with jobs, which I've only gotten fired from one job and I didn't actually realize I was getting fired until probably like several years later. I'm like, oh, they fired me. <laughs> Wait, which job was this? It was the real Dunder mifflin job I had when I lived in LA. I was like, oh, they just don't need extra. Because I had started as a temp were, and then got hired. You were Ryan. On. You were the temp. <laughs> well, I started as a temp and then I ended up getting hired. But fire guy. My, fire guy. My, my problem is I have a real, this is going to be a shock to no one. I got a real problem with authority. <laughs> yep. <laughs> me too. Me too. And it was real hard for me to work for people that were just real dummies. And the I would say the vast majority of the people I have worked for have been real dummies. Yeah. And I'm like, this you're just this is so ineffective. This is a real shitty way to treat employees. You know. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. It doesn't matter. Um, but so I I relate to that too. I mean, I feel like everybody does in some way of like, yeah, you know, having the mo- but not everybody has the motivation to work for no. themselves. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's not everybody's built that. Yeah. Way. Yeah. And I can see, and I can totally understand that. Like if you grew up and you are really good at being regimented and you like structure, that's, yeah. I envy that. I, I really do envy that, but that's just not how I am. And it, I mean, it took me a long time to, but whenever I would fill out an aptitude test or anything, a personality test or anything, it would always, every time it would be like jobs for you, freelancer, but that that's all it was and a few other things that were You're like, but freelancing what? What? <laughs> DoorDash? Is that freelancing? Right. Freelancing what? What could you possibly what could I possibly do that someone's going to pay me for? 
Um, and then like pretty, then still be kind of working for someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when, when I discovered this particular way of working for yourself and then I just, I really got into how interesting it is. The whole, I, I know people like to use the term arbitrage with retail and I like to say retail arbitrage, but the whole just arbitrage, whether you're talking actually about different markets or you're talking about different people, just whether you're talking about like a volume seller or a low volume seller, high profit seller, like there's so many different markets and like, oh, eBay princess is a market to herself, right? Because we buy from her and we can't do what she does because we don't have that cash flow. We haven't been around. Like, it's just so interesting how there's so many different levels and you can take something can go from here and be this price here, but this person it's here and you can do it here. You can sell it here. Cause you're at this one. And I just found that so interesting. Like, I feel like I've discovered a lot of things that are very interesting for myself. And I, like, I understand them, but not in like a business school way. Like I don't know any of the actual terms for this, the stuff, but I just think it's really fun. Like hunting those deals, you know, that's it's chasing the dragon, right? It's yeah, yeah. kind of like gambling. You want to get that, big win you want to feel that high that's we all want to go out in our car drive to a store and find something that gets our blood pumping and that you know like we want to feel that feeling and that's what many people do with their hobbies and their vices which I feel like this can be a little bit of both sometimes when it comes to maybe spending too much or yeah that's what um we talked about with Nicholas he was Mm -hmm. the the licensed professional therapist we had on I think back in November about, you know, we we had him on to talk about mindset shifts for resellers during slow times. Yeah. But we, we did get into like the vice of over shopping mm-hmm. and and how, you know, that this this is a real easy place to put that for people who do use shopping as as a form of therapy, which, you know, is not always necessarily a healthy thing. Yeah, that can be really hard. That can be really hard because, I mean, like my husband's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And being that I don't I don't really feel like celebrating this year, I was like, I would love to go shopping. And he's like, you are for work. And I'm like, well, it it would be for both. Like it would be for both. Like I want to go shopping for work. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Shopping for work. Yeah, that's what I want to do because that sounds the most fun. But also I've kind of tried to switch from. It's a big difference for me um, a few months ago and now is that I try to like find joy in not getting something um, like, you know, that feeling when you bought something that you just really wanted to have that feeling, but then you get home and you're like, I shouldn't have bought that. Like now I have like $80 less than I had before. And I was always, I've always been a person. If there's money in my pocket, it's going to be gone. Like I, it's really hard for me to save. And that gets me in a lot of trouble. And, um, you know, I have to remind myself, I'm an adult. I cannot text my parents anymore and be like, <laughs> I ran out of money this month, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so I've tried to find joy in like finding reasons not to get something. Instead of trying to convince myself, oh, I can take really good pictures. Like, ooh, I think maybe this, you know. I just try to convince myself, why should I not get this? And then I've started to like feel pretty good about 
getting, putting things back. I, I kind of equate it to, um, I had a, I had a period a couple few years ago after my mom died that I was really into the gym and I, I lost like 40 pounds the healthy way by like diet and exercise. And one of my things that I did in the beginning was, um, always, I always left some food on my plate, like don't eat too much. I all, and this is just me. Like, I'm not saying I'm not trying to give advice, but one of my things was always leave some food on your plate and it kind of helps me, my stomach get a little, felt a little smaller and I did better and I lost more weight. And so I've tried to do that with sourcing now. I'm like, always leave something, always leave. And and obviously, unless it's really good and you really should get it. But I, I'm like, I always put some stuff back and it's really, I've really liked that because having the extra money to me, like just with that one rule, ha- always putting some stuff back, that saves me like 30% of the money that I spend. Um, and when you're trying to grow, which right now I'm trying to grow um, back from a place back from almost zero. So you can't just keep, you can't just, you know, I... Back a year and a half ago, I was like, um, maybe like Madison, you know, spending, how much do you think she spends a week? She she tells us. Yeah, it's, in her Patreon, yeah. Okay, no, I, I was on that for a while. Um, and that's how I was before. Like, it, every good thing in that store, I would get. And I would, whether I spent $200, $800, if it was good to resell along my guidelines, then I would get it. But now I, I just can't do that anymore. Um, start because I'm trying to regrow from a place of zero. I don't know if we want to tell that story real quick. Yeah. 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 So, so listener, this, this is a, this is a, it's a tough story. It's hard. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the, you're so loved in the reseller community. Mm-hmm. Like people just love you because you're so good at what you do and so funny and just, I don't know, you're just such a relatable person in, in, in a, in a field of stuff that just not as people are not always so relatable. Yeah. And yeah. like Instagram, not, I'm not talking about resellers specifically, but Instagram. And you went through a really awful awful experience that I know mm-hmm. like Lacey and I were talking about this before you came on the show about how like I have no emotions and I'm like like nothing really touches me but like look you can already see like my eyes are getting watered like that experience like broke my heart yeah. so yeah. deeply like and I felt like a lot of us felt that for you and yeah. it was just so awful and painful to watch and I was so grateful that you shared that whole thing with people and I don't know why I was grateful for that, but I'm glad that you did when it was all happening. You shared a lot of it. I'm sure not all of it, but a lot of it on social media. And um, yeah. it was terrible yeah. and and traumatic. Yeah. So I can't talk too deep about it or I'll, I'll, I'll still sob. I'll still sob about it. But uh, just so people who don't know me, um, last year... Things were going pretty good until my car got stolen with my dog and my cat inside it. Um, And I'm uh, that dog I had since I was like uh, 20. So a very long time. She was like my it was me and her against the world, all that. Um, We grew up 
together. She was like my child. So she was 16. She was a little rat terrier when they got my car got stolen. Um, fast forward five days later, we found my dog. Her name is Teddy, but um, you know, we she's 16. She had been out for five days and she didn't eat or drink. And so we had to pay thousands of dollars to this ER. I mean, I think we probably paid like around $6,000 total um, for, you know, she had to be put on a feeding tube. Um, it was all this stuff. And we, we brought her home and, um, I, I have another, I have another dog. Her name is Gypsy. She's younger. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was, I had always been prepared for Teddy to pass away for a long time. And, um, I was like, well, you know, I'll still have Gypsy. That'll be great. It'll be me and Gypsy and I'll have my dog and it'll be great. Well, Gypsy unexpectedly passes away three days before I have to put, make the decision to put Teddy to sleep, um, to euthanize her. So both of my dogs were, you know, one in September, I had three pets. Life was pretty good. <laughs> and then three months later we had zero pets. Um, we've never found our cat. It was, it was my husband's cat. Um, so we just, we've all, my family has always had dogs. We're just, we're just a dog family. They're part of the family. I guess I yeah. always feel like qualifying that because I guess I always feel like there are people who don't have relationships like that with their pets, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, I can't really understand, but I mean, I, I've just seen people on, so like you mentioned how I kind of process all of that through social media and I didn't really censor myself and I was crying on camera and all this stuff. And that like a couple months later, I, I saw this, I don't remember who it was, but they just made a quick story. They were like, Oh, my dog died yesterday. RIP. Um, you know, and I was, that was it. And that was it. And I was, and it kind of made me feel like, am I crazy? Like, no. because my, my, my life that it was by far the most depressed time of, of my life. Um, I was just crying all day. I had, I had, uh, I don't, not, not, not burn marks, but like I had marks on my cheeks from there being so much like salt tears on my cheeks all day. I had like little burn marks, like little tears on my face from there always being tears on my face. That's how much I was crying. Um, I, I skipped like two periods. That's how much stress that I was under. Like anyways. Um, so me, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that I did not cry through that just now, to be honest, um, because I, yesterday I it, see it's because my birthday is in a couple of days and I don't like, people keep asking me like, what are you going to do to celebrate? I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. Like I don't, we all, we always made, um, them a big part of my birthdays. You know, we, we would go to some like nice hotel, but we'd, we'd make sure they'd accept dogs because we had to take them. And I think it, we're not going to drop them off and they have to be part of this. Like yeah. I want them there. They're my, they're my favorite. So I think that's brought up back up a lot of stuff, but why, why we are deciding to make this part of the podcast is because I didn't work for those I didn't work. I didn't source. I didn't relist. I didn't, I mean, I had my like 
prime list, my bot, like sharing, like stuff like that. But um, I wasn't working. So money, you know, some things sold, but like, you know. Not like you usually had. Not like I usually had. So I got back down and that was around, you know, four months. Money was going out. My husband did not have a job. Um, so we were, you know, we were just, we weren't scraping along, but I wasn't working. And so now I'm down to about around 60 active listings. And, you know, I don't have, I don't have all my, uh, stimulus checks and all of that before that I was so lucky to have. And that really just enabled me to start doing that. I guess I recovered from that $600, um, (laughs) first trip, but I started a Patreon. I was like, I'm finding so many good things online, but I literally can't buy them. (laughs) And I can't, like, I can't. And people, I started to post them to my regular Instagram. Cause I was like, well, why not? like, why, why not? Like, I can't do it. So why, why not just give these to other people? And then somebody was like, you should charge for this. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, this makes perfect sense. Cause I feel like you get to this point where you're like, I need something else. I need to diversify just like a little bit more. I need like one more thing that's not just the reselling itself. Um, so for me, I, at first I was going to do like, uh, I was going to give myself a lot more work. I was like, what about closet consultations? Like I'm a perfectionist when I list. Why don't I do that? I have a, like a degree in English. I, I, I'm good at this. But that, I was like, that's a ton of extra work. Why would I give that to myself? So eventually I was like, you know what I do a lot that I, I just do a lot that I enjoy posting on Instagram. So anyways, I made a Patreon and we have a little, we have a little group where I provide those links to things that I, I mostly still can't buy. I do buy some stuff now. I'm getting up there, but, um, I do put things back when I go shopping and it's just really interesting. And speaking of, um, just for people who are hearing this and want to kind of relate to not having a ton of seed money and they're like wondering how to build up this inventory. Mogi Beth actually does have, um, she has like a couple of videos on growth and she is the one who does know all the business terms. Yeah. Um, but yeah. knows all the, the business terms. You feel really smart. After, like I could watch one of her videos and then throw some of those terms at my husband and he's like, where did you like that word? <laughs> Um, so, I know look, that's, that's how I feel. School. <laughs> that, that's how I feel. Like when I'm watching Issa's course from uh-huh, Global Collective, I on, uh, and and then my husband who has been self-employed off and on for many years, you know, I'll, and and then we'll talk about like how I'm going to do my taxes, and, and he's like, oh, well, you know, you got your shit together. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I am a, I was a journalism major. Like I had no business background mm-hmm. at all and in a career in fitness for 20 years. Like there was no, no business up here at all. Yeah. Me, me neither. And it's, I don't know. It's been, it's been a crazy ride, but that's, that's kind of my, my best advice right now is like, I'm all about cash flow right now all about cash flow. And I have these, these people who are in my Patreon and they're like, I have money to spend. 
And I'm like, you guys want to be careful. Like I'm posting this, this stuff, but please do not buy a thousand dollars this week. Do not buy all of this. So that's been like my main thing, but, um, so are you doing it through Patreon or is it through a subscription on Instagram? Yeah. Patreon's just the, it's just like Matt. Well, it's just like how Madison does hers. That's where I got the idea um, to give her, to give her credit is like, um, because to have an actual subscription on Instagram, you have to have some crazy number of subscribers. Oh, I I don't have anywhere near that. So I I have like 2,200 something. Um, So yeah, so I just did it on Patreon. That's just where the payments go through. And then everything else is over on my, uh, my other Instagram, which is midnight mobile, midnight mobile. Um, So yeah. And so basically just the Patreon is mostly about um, learning new brands. I'll tell you a new brand that I've just learned about and we'll go through the top sellers and I'll tell you the top style names here, the things you need to keep a lookout for. And then all day, I'm just posting links to things that I would buy um, if I could. And, you know, I I say why. I say, here's the availables. There's only zero or one available. There's uh, low supply. There's high demand. Look at all these solds. You could probably sell it for this, but I would make an offer for this. Like, it's just very in and out. I do all the work um, for you so you don't have to do any more thinking like here's all the reasons why I think this is a good box. So valuable. Um, that is such valuable content. If you are listening like, to this and you don't instantly stop and join her Patreon, you're an idiot. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, <laughs> quote that. Yeah. There it is. All, all, all my Patreon subscribers, the group, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. It's now called the non-idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we call we call our our patreon subscribers the patricias yours are the non-idiots that is so cute though you gave it a name like a little dog that has a human name you gave it a name yeah, yeah. Which, which you know which we also um are the same like you have julie i have my dog david mm-hmm. and uh and uh my son and, and this is named richard and we know <laughs> <Like> diane <laughs> And then we named our Patreon Patricia because another podcast that Lacey and I really like, there's this guy named Patrick on there and he's very flamboyantly gay and his co-host calls it, it always calls him Patricia and like all of the, all the people in his, all the people in the Patreon call him Patricia. And I'm like, that's what we're calling our Patreon is Patricia because he's one of our favorite podcasters. It just makes sense. I gotta say that makes the most sense of anything it's gonna be Patricia. I mean, yeah. Usually, you don't have a reason that concrete for naming your your pet, like uh, you know, Caroline or something. <laughs> Lindsay named her dog David because we're huge Shit's Creeks fans, and she was like, "When I clean up his poop, I want to be able to go, ew, David." <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Like I saw Julie in the at the Humane Society, and I go to my husband. And I say, "If we got this one, we could name her Julie." I don't know anyone named Julie. I don't know any person on TV named Julie. It just can't, it just popped into my mind, which I feel like you, know, you have to yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. It yeah. comes to you, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, my brain Googled what this dog's, what should this dog's name be? And I pressed enter and it said, Julie. Julie. And she is such a Julie too. I see, <laughs> I see that little sweet little 
muffin of a puppy scooting around. She's such a jerk. Yeah, she's a little puppy. She's biting everything and chewing on sticks and chewing on rocks and getting buggies, you know, puppy stuff. Um, Love it. But let me shoehorn this in before we move on is that also on the Patreon, we do live sourcing every Thursday. So we get on um, a platform. And we, I basically share my screen and I live source. And so then my view. Are you, are you doing it through Instagram, like an Instagram live? Um, no, but I don't want to say where it is only because it's difficult to, um, privatize it. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, which was like, I feel, I tried a lot of different platforms and I feel like not, not one of them has every feature that you need. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably move, like move it at some point, but, um, we do. Okay. So they, people get on, you do it live and you go online. Yeah. And I source the way that awesome. I usually source online or maybe a little bit more beginner too. Cause I, I do have a lot of beginners, um, in my Patreon, but all the viewers get to buy, what I find, like if I find something, I'm like, okay, here's a good one. Y'all have at it. And then they so can great. like race to try to buy it first. Um, so that's, we've only done that a couple times, but it's been really fun and they've liked it. So we are going to make it a regular thing going forward. And then also it's just a really good, like, yeah, you're getting thing like handed to you making you money um but you're also if you if you are more of a beginner or at least to online sourcing because they a lot of people don't even know where to start which is totally understandable yeah um, so i i show them you know i get on poshmark and i i go on solds and i sort you know 250 plus to 500 and 500 plus on a category and we just you know we do like historical research is actually what mogi beth called it um and I, I sound like such a, a Mogi Beth um, groupie. I, Devotee. Because she, I just, for the first like year or so, I just really credited her for, um, you know, my, my life getting better. And it meant a lot. To me. It really did mean a lot to me um, that just by happenstance, I, you know, not, I just happened to see her and it, it meant a lot to me. And actually one time, I did. I ran into her at a Goodwill. Oh, you did? She was in Austin. And I felt so, like, I was not myself. Like, you know how stories about, like, people who live in L.A. or New York and they see a celebrity and they're like, uh, some people are like, just let them live their lives. Like, don't, I'm not going to go up to them, like, and I'm like, I'd be one of those people. Like, I wouldn't ever, like, bother them. And if I did bother them, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, I just they're just another human, like, you know, but okay. I mean, <laughs> it's not like John Stamos or Harry Styles. I don't know why I said John Stamos. Uncle <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> I think it's because last night I was on this weird, this really weird, um, I got this really weird Instagram ad um, that was like a swipe up and I swiped up on, because it was like, these celebrities have really interesting body, um, it was like, and it showed a picture of Nick Jonas with huge nipples on the beach. Photoshopped. <laughs> and I was like, I can fucking see what this is about. So I swiped up on it, and one of them was that John Stamos has a really weird belly button. And maybe that's the whole thing. 
John Stamos. It's not like you ran into John Stamos. Uh, <laughs> His weird belly button. And so I saw her and I was like texting my husband. I was like, oh my God. And I was, I was shaking the whole time. I was like, I was like, stop. <laughs> Get it together. Yeah, Get it man. together. But my body was shaking. And I went up to her and she was very sweet and everything. She was, it was like meeting Tom Cruise. She was much shorter than I expected. <laughs> Uh, one time I did see Eva Longoria at Costco and she was tiny. Yeah. Short. Um, yep. So anyways, maybe I underestimated my height. I'm 5'8". So maybe I just think everyone's the same height as me. But anyways, she was really nice. She was very nice. But I, I, I feel like she thinks that I'm kind of a freak now by the way that I was acting because I was like, would you mind if we got a picture? Like, and I'll put it on Instagram. And she's like, oh, yeah, tag me and I'll repost it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm getting reposted by movie. I've met it. She knows she's a celebrity. She knows what this is. And I was sh- I was like shaking to hold the phone. And she was like, Do you want me? I just felt because this is the thing about me being like emotional. And like people say they wear their heart on their sleeve. I wear my heart right here on my forehead, on the tip of my nose. <laughs> and it sometimes it flies out in front of me. My my body will just do what it needs to do in that moment, whether it's just like sobbing uncontrollably for two days or shaking or whatever. Um, so that's what was happening. And, and every time I like cry in public, I try to say, I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to cry. Like, cause whenever you cry in public, it's instantly the most awkward situation that anyone involved has ever been in. Um, I'm always having to explain that this is not really how I feel. I'm just crying. I'm sorry. I I need to say a couple things here. First of all, I'll start with the crying. Um, I can't, I can't remember where I heard this. It might've been on armchair expert maybe. Um, but like if you ever go into like bouts of like hysterical laughter, unless it's like at a funeral or something, which actually is a common response because, you know, but I'm saying like, Whenever you're laughing, whenever you're having that emotion, whenever you're laughing and people are witnessing, that's an emotion that you're expressing. And people, you never, ever are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Excuse my laughter. Like, I'm having, like, this human reaction to something that's hilarious. Like, you don't apologize for that. So, alternatively, like, if you were to have, I don't know where we got into this world where we we can't, like, emote in a sad way publicly. Like, why is that bring such shame and an embarrassment to us because it's like, I'm a human on this earth. Mm -hmm. I'm emoting because of something that just happened or because my head is filled with grief or sorrow or loss or whatever. Like, so I have quit apologizing when I do have those moments because I'm a human being walking around on planet earth, experiencing emotions. And if my cold dead Mm -hmm. heart happens to crack open and someone else experiences that, then good. You've experienced, you know, humanity. Right. Maybe it's just the frequency at which I'm doing. And I'm not apologizing for because I'm crying. I'm a, I, when I do apologize, it's because it's awkward now. It's, it's, I feel like but it's I don't, awkward. It shouldn't be. Like, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be. I, I really, I really would love to us just to destigmatize that because if we, because that's why people are like pent up in basements and then men, like, they don't express their emotions yeah. and with guns and go in shooting sprees because they never express their emotions. Like, we need to express our fucking emotions 
And we need to do it around other people because we're all human and we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And, and we should, shouldn't feel shame and we shouldn't feel like we need to hide it. I think a lot of it is about empathy and it's important to teach empathy, especially to young, to young boys, right? Because I, yeah. I feel like a lot of it is just empathy and feeling for other people and feeling for your self I'm not sure if that's empathy but <laughs> giving yourself grace to have yeah. those emotions yeah definitely because you're not a per- you're not just a person when you're at home and you have the ability to cry in private you're a person 24 hours a day and that's a but also like it's it's hard when it gets to such a point when when something tragic does happen and you're the person who's very emotional on a good day but then when something tragic happens like and it's brought up a lot because I feel for my husband and I'm not saying anything bad about him but he's just not like many men are he's not emotional I've never seen him cry um you know and I'm sure he's having a very hard time with the pets and everything too um but not not like not like me um yeah right so and back um, my mom died from cancer in 2016 and he, we were dating then and he's been here for all that. And so like, I just, I just feel like it's a big burden for, um, the partner of someone who has active depression, you know, at some point I just don't want to be crying around him every day. You know, it's like, it's not an apologizing thing, but it's just like, uh, he'll, he'll be okay if, if he doesn't have to see me freaking out for the hundredth day in a row about something that he's, you know, it's just kind of, it doesn't affect him. It bounces off like that. And it's hard for people like that to have the empathy and the understanding to just realize that I can't control it. Yeah, I I super relate to that because mm-hmm. Lacey's husband calls my husband a robot uh, all the time because you just don't see my husband express emotion. And we've been through a really hard four-year stint. Yeah. We reference it here all the time um, from lawsuits to death to a horrific cancer experience with my dad to my husband getting mm-hmm. cancer then last year. And then on top of that, we're all dealing with the COVID on top of it. And then like the depression of our child and like just so, so many things. So I totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. I, I, but that's why we have our girlfriends too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we, that's why, you know, I have Lacey, I have my girlfriends, like, because, you know, not every relationship in our life is perfect for us to express every. I was literally just listening to armchair expert like before this the paul rudd episode that just came out and i think dax literally said um not having friends when you're an adult is worse than like being a smoker like for your health yeah and that hit that kind of hit me really hard because i had a really strong group of girlfriends um leaving high school through college and then after college and then i moved then my mom died and then i became reclusive and then I yeah. moved to Austin. And now that I'm back here, I have this, I have a lot of, I've come back with a lot of baggage um, emotionally, I feel like. So that's been just, it's been just kind of hard to navigate as like an adult um, 
you know, like some people say, oh, that's a fair weather friend. Like they're, they're only there when things are good. Um, and sometimes I identify with that as like myself as like, I, when things suck, like it's hard for me to be around. It's hard for me to not isolate. Um, no, I, I, I did that. Yeah. I did that too. When our dad died, Mm -hmm. I realized I was, I, I was on this kick of, I was really trying to I mean, I did too much after he died. Like I went to a yoga class the day he died. Mm -hmm. I continued teaching. The only yoga classes I missed that I taught were when I left for the week to go to his funeral. I, because my dad was such a big personality, like so full of life, did so many cool things in his life. I kind of felt like to honor him, I needed to keep going, keep going out all the time, keep partying, keep teaching my classes, keep socializing. Da-da. And we went. I went out with a bunch of girlfriends to the leg warmers. It's like an 80s cover band one night. Mm. And a bunch of shit went down that night. And I just realized, I'm like, this is not honoring my dad. Like mm. I need, I need. And so it was like, and this was like right before COVID hit too. So I went into lockdown before everybody else. I was like, mm. I'm going to just stay home. I don't need to do all of this anymore. Mm-hmm. This is this isn't serving me. I'm not honoring his memory. He I know he wants me to keep living his life, but I also just lost one of the most important people in my life. I think he would be okay if I stayed home and grieved in solitude for a while. Yep. And and I do I did lose some relationships and I don't hold mm-hmm. any ill will towards the relationships that I lost. No. And I do come to the table with a lot of baggage now because of the mm-hmm. past 4 years. But the people that are still here are like, they're my fucking people. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, don't care that I lost some people. I mean, I miss those friendships and I'm sure I could call up and like, let's go get coffee, da, da, da. But I don't know. It it feels nice to have kind of weeded some people. Not that I wanted to weed them out, but it just feels nice to be where I am now. Yeah. I have what I need from the people I have. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's been like crazy to like how much my friends are still there for me when I just open up a little bit like I my friends had like um a friend's giving you know a friend's thanksgiving did I have to explain that I don't know Um, (laughs) and that was like maybe a couple weeks after everything happened um so I was still very raw but my my husband was like we should go let's let's go to this like let's go to this. And I was so glad I did, of course. Um, but when I got there, um, and of course, like all my friends have kids now, like there's kids running around everywhere, which I love. I love like little kids, but, um, my friend, um, name's Ashley. I knew her from high school. She has two twin boys, I guess. Oh my God. I don't know how old they are. Ooh, six. I don't know. I'm not good with ages five. Um, One, they could be 15. (laughs) (laughs) They had both like made me like colored me cards that had, that were like had little drawings of like dog angels. Like they had made me little pictures and like, I, yeah, I was just kind of like, blown away by that and just like trying so hard not to just cry right there because so I was like sweet. wow like she she like asked her kids to like do this so to make to make me feel better so it's very sweet yeah just little things just little things like that that you forget just like little connections and now I have that like on the fridge that's like yeah you know I still get sad 
I still get sad, but yeah. when I when I see it, it's nice. I was listening to uh, my friend Natalie just turned me onto this podcast recently, um, the Mel Robbins podcast, um, mm-hmm. and she's real like just let's get down to the nitty gritty of like how to improve ourselves and you know like just. Admit we're, we're human and we make mistakes and we can grow, we can learn, we can fall, we can fail. And she was talking about um, how there's all this research saying that small, the smallest acts of kindness, like daily small acts of kindness can go so far in a human's existence that you can do something for somebody that seems insignificant to you. You opened the door for them or something, you know, mm-hmm. or you said, I like your nails. And they were just like on the brink of like having the worst day ever. And whatever mm-hmm. this tiny thing you did, they'll remember it for the next 50 years. And you won't even remember that you did it, you know, but most people don't do those things because we think deep down innately that they don't matter, that it won't matter if I do this tiny, tiny, small thing for somebody. And it really does. That tiny little thing of your friend having her, you know, her kids draw those pictures for you is like probably something you'll remember 20 years from now. Yeah, it is. I love that. I love that. You know what my favorite small thing is, is when you let somebody like go in traffic and you get the thank you wave. Uh-huh. Same. <laughs> if I don't get the thank you wave though, I'm pissed. <laughs> I am pissed. I will hunt you down. <laughs> I just let you cut in front of me. I'm a hero of a person. <laughs> yeah. That's like if I or just like if I'm standing here and you bumped into me and you didn't say excuse me. That's the mm-hmm. it, that's the exact same thing to me. Acknowledge. Yep. Acknowledge me. Yeah. That's well. Allison, the other thing I was going to say when I was like, I have a couple things I wanted to say. It was the crying thing. And then the other thing I wanted to say, you, you, you know, when it, this is referencing back to like what you were talking about, like feeling grateful for like Mogi Beth getting you started on this path and, you know, like the information that she taught you and leading you to where you are. You're that person now for other people. Yeah, like, absolutely. You are so like, I know you were like saying like, I don't have a big following, but I don't, I mean, I don't think it matters. Like we don't have a huge following, but the ones that we do have are a bunch of down bitches. They're so, they're so kind. Multiple guests on this podcast have mentioned your name. I mean, Mm -hmm. like you're just, yeah, you're becoming a household name. (laughs) In our Patreon, like we get requests for you all the time. Mm -hmm. And and you're going to be doing that same thing with this Patreon that you've created because this is. People who, like you said, don't know where to get started, don't know how, like, can't, it's really hard to get focused once you decide, okay, I'm going to dive into online sourcing. Like, you're going to change people's businesses mm-hmm. with this little other business that you've started. Like, you are going to be a Mogi Beth to a bunch of people. And that's really awesome. I thank you so much. That That's just an, another crazy thing about, about reselling that you can work for, like, I don't know, like you said, you didn't have experience in business. I don't have experience in business. And now I'm, and now I'm teaching other people how to do this. That's a little bit bonkers to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm always going to have imposter syndrome about that always. Um, but I, I actually do come from a long line of teachers um, on my mom's side. They're like English teachers, principals. Um, and so I was kind of quote, like, quote unquote, supposed to go into teaching, but I never wanted to do that. But I always felt that I was good at it. And here we are. So it actually kind of worked out. I mean, I just posted a reel about that this morning because um, someone, you know, Kate sent me a message saying, hey, I know you always joke about how the fact that you kind of tricked us all into joining your Patreon. She's like, but I'm actually learning some shit. And I was like, can I post that? She's like, yeah. So I turned it into a reel this morning. And, you know, even underneath it, I was like, Lacey, 
and I first and foremost consider this more of an uh, uh, education, or not an education, an entertainment podcast. But it is, yeah. you know, edu edutainment. Yeah, edutainment. Yes. Because we bring people on that, like you that like know their shit. And so, you know, it's entertaining because our people say it is anyway, that they enjoy it mm-hmm. for the entertainment stuff. But then people are actually learning shit, which is, you know, blows my mind, blows uh-huh. my mind. And that people like message me asking me for help. And like, what do you think about this? Which I don't do because listen, yeah. <laughs> i this I run my own business. You run your own business. I I am very uh, honored that you would think that I'm smart enough to help you with this. But uh, yeah, and I I have to do that now. Like if somebody messages me, I'm like I have to give like advice. Sometimes I just want to be like I don't know that one's a coin toss, man. You, <laughs> one, mm, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. It's a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut it in half. Um, cut it in half. Bye. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh my god. I was gonna- okay, so so tell tell listener how they can get to your Patreon. Okay, so basically you would just go. Are you um are you gonna have me linkable link linkable in yeah. in some way? Okay, I- I'll put I'll put it in the show notes. I can put the link to your Patreon. Yeah, well, even if you just put um my um thread level midnight LLC on Instagram and just go to my my link in bio on my link tree and it has everything there, including on the Patreon link, which you could also just go to Patreon and search the same thing. Um, thread level midnight, uh, without the LLC. I just had to add LLC on Instagram because apparently thread level midnight was already taken by some, I don't know who they are, but, um, it was already taken. So, (laughs) um, and yeah, it'll be right there. And then you just pay and then you just, um, request at, um, midnight mobile and I let you in. Boom. Yeah. This, this is, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so impressed with you coming up with this. I remember talking to you months and months ago about like when you would eventually come on the show talking about your con. Yeah. This makes so much more sense because the work on your end is so much smaller. Mm And the benefit that people are going to receive from it is so much greater. Mm-hmm. I really think that yes. this is a more valuable tool. It's much more concrete um, yeah. because you can your closet can almost look like whatever if you have good stuff. I mean, yeah, yep. It, do I think that it should look a lot nicer the higher price items that you have? Absolutely, yes, I do. But plenty of people have proven that you don't. You don't need, you don't really need a ton of other stuff if you just have good inventory. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's way more concrete and it's um, just $25 a month. And I mean, I really do borderline guarantee that that would, <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to put out a guarantee for <laughs> sure. For sure. Ooh. Um, oh, you know what? Let's, let's steal the tagline from AA. It works if you work it. So it's up to them <laughs> to work it. And if you're not a dumb idiot. That's right. No idiots allowed, dummies. Only no. non-idiots. <laughs> and just because you don't know stuff doesn't mean you're an idiot. That just means you're ignorant. Yeah, but yeah, there's a difference. You, right. But when you get into the Patreon, then you're unignorantizing yourself. <laughs> you're getting unignorant. Do you want more? Are you thirsty? Yeah. Do you want exactly. to get quenched with a brondo? It's what plants crave. <laughs> As she sucks on her vegetable pouch. 
squeeze yeah. that. I'm trying to squeeze the last bit of my my baby food apple and potato because <laughs> all this sugar. all this information is really just burning calories. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, listener. We are going to um, close this down, this part of our interview with Allison. If you want to hear the next part, she's actually going to do a segment on our Patreon. She's going to talk about some sourced and sold. So not exactly what she's doing over on her Patreon, but you know, just talking about some specific items that she has gotten for herself. So by the time this comes out on the main feed, her episode on the Patreon will have already come out. But once it's in there, it's there forever. So you can always join our Patreon for $5 a month and get in there and hear our little segment we're going to do with her here right after this. Bye. Bye. All right. All right, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you on the flippity flip, on the flip side. All right. Flip flap. All right. Thank you so much, Allison. This, this actually went exactly how I was hoping it would go. I talked to Allison yesterday and she brought up like, you know, should we get into like what just happened with my animals and how it's affected my business? And I'm like, fuck yes, 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 yes. I'm so glad you want to talk about it because I think it's important because life is shitty and messy a lot of the times. And we we have to, we're, like you were saying, we're still grownups. We still have to mm-hmm. do shit and how yeah. it's not easy to like regroup after a trauma and get back into life again. And, and just because you're not the type of person who can, you know, go no matter what you're going through and you have to show up to your job, um, yeah. that doesn't mean that you're not, you're, you're still good at stuff. You're okay. You just need to figure yeah. something else out. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Al- thank you for sharing that really. Yeah. That's, I know that's deeply personal and I'm so no glad problem. that you felt comfortable sharing that with, with listener and us. And, uh, I think it's really meaningful. You're welcome. And I, I wanted to say thank you for helping, um, me raise money for Teddy's reward when we, that had all first happened and we put out the reward for her and you made a nice reel, um, to get us more money, which we did end up putting towards her vet bills. So, and you know, we, we did get to have, there were a few good days at home where she knew where she was and she was happy and walking around and wagging her tail. So, so it went to a good place. So thanks everybody who donated and thanks um, y'all for putting that reel out and helping. Yeah. People, people really showed up for that. They love you. We got a lot of really just a lot of people just wanted to like help in any way they could. And we got a lot of donations for that. And I was so grateful for them to do that. And I think to me it was just really a testament of how how you are so loved in our community. But that was that was my one. I better not have another um, tragedy because I'm not getting any more money. That that was my <laughs> one. That was it. That's right. No more tragedy. I got to think about that. You know, be extra careful because if it happened, I'm not getting any more. You know, money well, from mom and dad or the reselling kit. You know, that was it. That's. That's not true. Allison, let me tell you, there's very few things that I'm good at. And one of the things I am good at is online fundraising. I used uh-huh. to have a whole other account where I raised tens of thousands Ooh. of dollars for local uh, local organizations here in Charlottesville. I'm real good at that. So listen, another tragedy comes your way. I got your <laughs> That's right. Not even your back. I got your ass. Not that we're inviting the tragedy. We're just saying. Oh, no, no, no. This is a no tragedy zone. We're yeah. done. No. We're going to have some, yeah. have some good times. Let's not put that out there. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I I know I sure as hell did. It was a good talk. And thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Thank so you. Much.
And uh, we'll, we'll see you over on the Patreon in just a minute. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whoo, listener. That was a marathon. That dude, so you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. Because in between when we got done recording, so this is for the main feed. When we got done recording this interview with Allison for the main feed, we recorded with her for the Patreon. And now we're coming back and doing uh-huh. that. We've been recording and we also recorded an ad before all of that. We like living in the studio today. Yeah, we're you know why? Because we're professional podcasters. That's right. I, my kid may be dead upstairs, but you know, I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> Allison, I first of all, I'm actually feeling a little bit of sadness right now because we've been waiting for this for so I know, and now it's over. Long and now it's over. So I do hope we can get you on the show again one day in the future. Yes. We'll have to have her on for another well what's ass because people want that content. Yeah. And it was just like I knew before we did this, I just knew from what I see from her on Instagram, that the conversation would flow really easily. I knew she would be really easy to talk to. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like our personalities and our sense of humors and things that we're all interested in, like pop culture, culturally, not every single thing, but because she watches a lot of like Love is Blind, but but (laughs) she posts about it, which even though I don't watch that garbage, um, it cracks me up the shit that she posts. right. It's so fucking funny. Um, I just knew that it was just going to be a really great conversation, and I knew we were all going to just- And it was. And it was. And it was. And it just feels like we're all old friends, even though we've never uh-huh. met, you know? Uh-huh. You know? I like that. I know. It was just great. And it was everything I hoped it would be. I was really hoping we'd get into the emotional side of things, which we did. We did. Which, yeah. again, because she's such a down bitch, we were able right. to get into that deep convo real easily with her, and it, wasn't, mm-hmm. it didn't feel forced, and- and um, it just was natural, and I loved, I loved it, and I love Allison. That was great. Same Z's. All right. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to make this quick. We've been since we've been recording for seventy three hours straight. <laughs> we've got to go eat. We, yeah, my butt is really sore sitting on the hard chair. I've got to go get my kid from the bus stop soon. Lacey has a sick kid upstairs. Like we got. I've left him completely unattended for three hours. I am not mother of the year. <laughs> and he's got devices. He'll so hopefully. Yeah. Unless he let himself out in the bear. Right. And the bears happened to be strolling through the neighborhood. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, he had a good run, you know? Yeah. Good yeah run. That's a shame. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Allison. That was fucking amazing. And thank you, listener. I know y'all are going to love this episode. And I'm so excited that we were the ones to be able to bring it to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two sisters. One podcast. Friend of a midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Thrifter Sisters! Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.